our Reach Next Generation podcast. I'm Grace Jeffries, and I'm thinking about my about my future. To help me with this, I'm speaking with successful women to get an understanding of the challenges they have faced throughout their careers, how they overcame them, and what tips they for girls of my age. Today, my guest is the amazing Mary Keane Dawson, who has had a distinguished career in advertising and marketing. Mary con- currently heads up Takumi, a global influencer influence agency as and is in and is on the board of, of the internet commission thanks for joining me today mary can we start by you telling us all about your work at the internet commission sure hello grace and thank you very much for having me uh, the internet commission is basically an independent organization that audits um platforms such as google and facebook and match and others to make sure that they are being ethical and transparent and looking after the interests of the consumer as well as the uh, technology company that owns that particular property. So uh, that's the work I do on that, but that's not my full-time job. My full-time job is as global CEO of Takumi, and Takumi is one of the world's largest influencer and creator marketing agencies. So people you probably follow on social media, they um, they work with us to activate advertising and brand campaigns. When you were at school, did you know what you wanted to do or be or did that happen later in life? Um, when I was at school, I knew I wanted to do something creative and uh, I got very involved in the theatre and also in poetry and in kind of performance side of of of, uh, of schooling and education and uh and f- you know now I'm, I'm i run a company but i spend a lot of my time presenting and speaking at events and so on and so forth so i suppose you know some of that childhood performance practice helped me make my decisions about becoming a ceo in a strange and convoluted route i know you went to university of york How important do you think it actually is to go to university? I think it's a lot less important to go to university now than it was when I went to university, strange enough, because we didn't have the access and availability to of all of the knowledge and and, uh, the richness of information that you can get via the Internet and online resources. So I think you can start learning to be to become or literate around technology and history and other and other ways of, of learning in, in much more accessible ways because of the, you've got a mobile phone. Obviously, we've all been hit by COVID with shops only just reopening. How have you had to deal with the COVID-19 issues? Well, because I run a global business, I have spent a lot of my time trying to work out how I'm going to get into the United States and have meetings with clients and so on because of the travel ban and so on and so forth. So it's presented a lot of logistical challenges for for me. Um, but in terms of our business, our business has absolutely exploded during the pandemic because of the um, huge increase in consumption of the social media platforms such as TikTok, for example. So uh, it's been a very interesting time for uh, anyone who works in digital and marketing and particularly social media. 
but um, obviously there's a huge sadness at uh, people being so sick and ill and all the suffering and pain, the losses that we've experienced. So I am very, very enthusiastic and optimistic about how the world will look moving forward as we say goodbye to the pandemic. There's a lot of talk about pay equality generally. How well do you think women are catching up with men's salaries and getting those top jobs? I think that the world has to become a lot more friendly and open to female leadership than it has historically been. But I do see a great change and transformation over the last 35 years since I started in the advertising world and and where I am today um, as a global CEO of of a big business. So I think that the roles are there for women, and I think that female leadership is incredibly powerful, but we still have a long way to go. And I encourage every one of uh, your listeners and the attendees at the uh, REACH conference to realise your potential and don't let anybody ever put you down. Your work at Takumi obviously relies on social media. What advice would you give girls about my age about how to use it and not use it? Well, I think you have to be very kind of like open to the fact that if as soon as you put something onto uh, the Internet or through your mobile phone, it's shareable. And that is what it's there is no such thing as guaranteed privacy. Um, so I would encourage you to be very cautious about how you use mobile phones, particularly when it comes to personal information and personal images. People can manipulate images and they can make make you look completely differently or put you in a different situation through using AI and other technologies. So I, I think it's really important to use your phone as a communications tool, but don't use it as a confession box. What do you think um, are the biggest challenges for the Internet Commission going to be in the next year or two years or so? Well, there's a new uh, directive, which means that identity and and the way that you can identify people who are using the Internet um, is going to see some very significant changes over the next uh, couple of years. And that will probably change the way that a lot of us uh, will find using the Internet and the and our, the experience that we have of using both mobile, um, the mobile web and also a, a desktop. Um, so I see some significant changes taking place, but I do not see the diminishment of of the technology at all. I think that we will see an increase, increasing growth in digital transformation. And that means the communications tools that you guys will be using and inventing and be living with in five to ten years from now could be very, very different to what we are experiencing today with our phones. How do you think the role of an influencer will change in the next decade? I think people will stop using the word influencer. (laughs) I think that that's the big change. People will just accept that everybody has uh, an opinion and a point of view and you will start, you know, you'll seek them out because you respect their opinion and their point of view. And that's always been the case. 
It's just that the means by which we communicated it was very, very different. It was either by letter or telephone or, you know, you meet up with people. Now we can talk to many, many people utilizing our digital uh, footprint and our profiles and our personas on social media platforms that we that we use and utilize. And we can talk to our followers. And I think that we're going to see an increasing growth in um, how we use those social media platforms as as tools in our democracy and in the way that we develop and distribute our wealth and our commercial mouse. So that's what I think. Well, um, obviously, there are lots and lots of influencers or people on social media that have huge followings. Do you think that instead of maybe with advertising and all that and their say some female influencers they most likely advertise kind of beauty beauty products do you think that they could maybe help support um charity work or um or just just charity work in general yeah i mean i think that they do i mean you know first of all there are I think it's important to differentiate between what I would describe as the mega influencers, so the so Kim Kardashian type yeah. of uh, influencers with millions and millions of followers. I mean, my company, we don't work with those people. They have agents and they work with talent representation. So they're a completely separate world to the world of influencer and activism that Takumi operates in because we work with what are called macro and micro influencers. And those are influencers who have, you know, can have you know, relatively, you know, they have more than 2,000 followers, right? But they're maybe not necessarily multi-millions uh, of followers. And, and they're human beings, just like you and me. And they care passionately about things such as charities. Lots of our influencers work with the National Health Service throughout the entire COVID pandemic, encouraging people to, you know, educating people about hygiene and about the vaccine and other uh, health and benefits. Um, uh, most of our influences are involved in charitable endeavors, but charity does not pay the rent. And the vast majority of influences and creators on the Takumi platform are trying to make careers, whether that is as an influencer, as a creator, as a musician, as a writer, as a makeup artist, as a fashion designer, as somebody who uh, gives financial services advice. You know, it, it, there are all manner of different influences and creators and, you know, at the end of the day, we all want to be able to work and make money so that we can, you know, have the lifestyles that we want. So I encourage all creators to be commercial as well as being good members of society and community. Have you had any mentors or have there been anyone that you particularly admire? Yes, I've been very lucky in my career. I have... Uh, I, I had uh, wonderful, wonderful grandparents who told me from the moment that I was born that I was going to be really hugely successful and that I was very, very good at what I did. And that was uh, that was great to hear when I was a little girl, let me tell you. Um, and but yes, and into my in my career, I've worked with some incredible people. Um, most notably is a guy called John Zweig, who was my boss uh, 20 odd years ago and still today and will give me advice in business and what I'm doing. So, yes, you can make good friends in business as well who will help and support you and collaborate with you. And he's one example of that. But there are many, many more. And I'm very lucky that I work um, and I'm party to um, working with lots of very powerful and inspirational women in business 
and some of those people own their own companies like Joe Dalton, um, others uh, like Amanda Davy who run businesses that are all about equality and realizing talent. You have people like Gemma Greaves who was the CEO of uh, the UK Marketing Society. She now has her own consulting business called Nurture. Again, an absolutely incredible, uh, inspirational lady. I could go on and on. <laughs> uh, but what I want you to know is that there are lots of extraordinarily talented women increasingly in leadership positions. And I hope that you and your friends will follow in, in their footsteps. Has there been anything that you've learned in working with previous companies, um, even when you were first starting, that helps you now at Takumi? Oh, yeah, 100%. I think my experiences of being in startups when I first uh, went into the world of work, I landed up working for, uh, for a startup publishing company called Redwood that went on to be the world's largest contract publishing um, magazine in the magazine world and was bought by the BBC, um, etc. So, you know, lots of going from small to huge and scale over a period of time. Those experiences are absolutely relevant to me today. And I find that does uh, that knowledge of you know where I've made mistakes in my career often uh, has been more beneficial to me than where I've had great successes because you know you don't really know how tasty success is until you've uh, maybe had a, a cup of, of, of bitter failure <laughs> to contrast it with. The world is changing so much and so quickly. What do you think work for women might look like in 10 years time? Well, I would like to see work uh, for women in, in five years or 10 years time being a lot more uh, equal in terms of giving um, people, you know, proper maternity and paternity and fraternity rights because there's so much pressure put on you from a financial perspective to go back to work once you've had a child and also for a lot of women having a child can result in them losing their jobs or losing their benefits or being you know being basically um, overlooked for promotion and so on and so forth and so it's it, I think that I really believe that that has to be addressed for your generation so that when you go to work you don't feel that you're having to make compromises about your children or who's looking after your children and so on and so forth. But also, I think it's really important that for those people who do not want to have children, that they are also given the opportunities and benefits of getting to know themselves and have you know sabbaticals and so on and so forth. So my view is that the world of work needs to be a lot more community and person friendly than it currently is. But I think we're moving in the right direction. So do I. I've really enjoyed chatting with you today, Mary. Thank you so much. And I'm sure everyone listening will now be thinking about some of the choices they're about to make in their careers. Keep listening to the Reach Next Generation podcast as I talk to many more brilliant women. Thank you to our sponsors, Haynes Watts and Levi Strauss, for their amazing support.